0: Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Knowles 24 7 instant reaction podcast and live stream. Oh, that's delicious. Tastes like Miami Tears. Presented by Knowles 24 7. Well, I hope you guys watched every second of it. And unfortunately, if you can't take it in on video, we're celebrating pretty hard right now. The Knowles. I wish I had the vocabulary to describe, but I'll do the best I can. Absolutely dismantled Miami in a way that I have not seen since the nuclear reactor meltdown at Fukushima. Fukushima. I have not seen anything that impressive, disgusting, and complete in quite a while. The Noles beat them 45 to three in a game where Miami was in it for approximately 0. 0.45 seconds and that may have been before the pregame kickoff. My <laughs> God. I know that the climb is not like the progression is not linear, whatever. But holy hell, boys, it's been a while since your boy Big Papa Roland with the uh, Ryan Bartow shades on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Felt this good. Miami did nothing right. No, nothing. Florida State did everything right. We imposed our will. Trey Benson, my God, nuts the size of cantaloupes. My God, did he show up? What a take in the portal, and everybody played absolutely fantastically. I'm sure we'll get to it chronologically, but, boys, the people want to bask in it. Like, we're basking in it right now. So, Adam, get that beautiful on, bald try. head of yours into that Hold basket. on, Trey.
1: Hold All on, Trey. We need some of this action right now. boom. boom. Oh. Hey Mario, suck it.
0: Mario sucks in Florida State. It is much better than Miami. <laughs> oh my god. First we off, walked.
1: can they please remove that man out of their mouths? I am so overhearing. Oh, they're injured. Um you know, he's really fighting the culture. He's a fraud. He's been a fraud. We've been saying he's a fraud. Everybody's telling you he's a fraud. John Reese has got to have a serious payroll for sucking that man. Because Help me. I'm more. Ridiculous. Fourth, in the fourth quarter of that football game, when they are getting absolutely dominated and they've been out coached thoroughly from yep. play one, why are we, why are we giving him credit? Should he get is credit. who we thought he was a fraud his staff frauds i'm glad that they can buy talent guess what they're never going to win anything with that fraud the sooner they come to that realization the better off they're all going to be
0: Kevin, what do you think? Do you want to talk about frauds or what you want to talk about, man?
2: Oh, man. He's already been fired from the city of Miami once. It'll be funny to watch him get fired again. Um, (laughs) He got run (laughs) out of town
0: at FIU. You weren't good enough at Florida International. Come to Miami. We'll give you 10 mil a year.
2: I liked So this was a mirror image of 2020, right? But in 2020, you saw a Florida State team that had no talent that was out there fighting every down. This year you see a Miami team that has all the talent in the world but does not give a flying rip. Talk about Mm. culture. This Mm. Miami team has no positive culture, and that's on the head coach.
0: It, It was absolutely. And honestly, it wasn't like one of those deals where they got beaten from pillar to post, so the effort dropped. Miami secondary was making low effort penalties the absolute entire time. And it was very talented guys that were blatantly holding Florida state's receivers. And we talked about it in the group chat. Like this is going to be a long night for Miami because there was just, I don't know if it's a lack of effort. I don't know what it was or if we just Kali mod like Indiana Jones and in the Temple of Doom, ripped their hearts out of their chest. Yeah. I want to maybe <laughs> think about it that way. But Florida State took what was a talented defensive front and absolutely decimated them in such a way that honestly... Nobody had up to that point, and we knew that Tyler Van Dyke was banged up. To be honest with you, the kid shouldn't have been playing. Not only will Mario Cristobal ruin your draft stock with his garbage schemes, he will play you until your appendages fall off of your body because he doesn't care because he is a clown. However, even with all that being said, Miami's defensive line and their defense was 100% healthy and ready to go, and Florida State's offensive strategy which we knew about because a little a bit beforehand. On every drive. Well, th- that, you know, they they called the touchdown play quite <laughs> a lot. But the strategy was to run into the teeth of that defense and dude, executed masterfully. They already like I I think they already like it was either Miami's average yardage on the ground given up in a game. That was eclipsed by like mid-second quarter. And it was eclipsed just by Trey Benson. And, of course, the scheming was nice. The offensive line had a, you know, of course, there were some negative plays, which we expected. But I thought they had a wonderful performance, as did the entire team. But, man, so many of those yards were just on Trey Benson's back. Dude, it was a wonderful game plan, executed perfectly. I even think that there was probably multiple levels to that game plan that we didn't even get to see because we just pimp slapped them so hard we didn't even have to get there. We didn't even have to get there. No, no. And even they, it just, they, just go ahead. We'll, we'll talk about it chronologically, man, but I just kind of want to bask in it ever, man. That was yeah,
1: disgusting. I think that's what everybody wants to do. So they, they clearly, the, the thought process for them was that they were going to be able to run right at them, which makes a lot of sense. If you think about what Miami's strength is at the D line, but their strength of the D line is getting up the field. So when you're when you're penetrating up the field defensive line, you want to trap, you want to kick, you want to do a lot of that stuff. We saw them last week trapping uh Georgia Tech. We saw them this week coming back to um you know, they were doing a shorter, shorter counter trade than what they typically do, and they were kicking, they were kicking a little bit tighter, wrapping up underneath, and they were able to hit some of that counter stuff right in the right in the middle of the defense as opposed to going wide with it. Right. And then they started to get wide with it some. They just they just took what Miami was gonna give them. If Miami's gonna run up the field, we're gonna kick you, we're gonna wrap up, wrap behind it, and we're just gonna run right at you. And they really kicked their at their butts. I'm trying not to cut <laughs> I know some people are gonna be listening to this with their kids in the morning, so I'm trying not to. 45 to three. Got to give us some leeway. The boys got to learn asses were kicked.
0: Um, (laughs) Let's talk about total yards. 454 for FSU. They could have had about 954 if they felt like it. 188 for Miami. Uh, The best part of Miami's offense was the rushing attack, which Florida State held to 126 yards, 3.8 yards per rush. Ew, gross. And 62, 62 through the air with the Florida State secondary, which has been much maligned throughout the year. But I'll tell you what, Miami did try to test them with those bunch sets that we talked about on the triple option broadcast. And Florida State, for the most part, held up effectively, even when Tyler Van Dyke was in the game. And it was just that full, healthy Florida State defensive line unit when operating 100% is a thing of beauty. LSU knows. I mean, that is, yeah,
2: boys, smoke them
1: up on the Smoke podcast. them if you got them.
0: But listen, LSU knows. They faced they faced Florida State team 100%. And they should have got beat by double digits. And what did yeah. LSU do tonight? Oh, they beat Alabama. <laughs> Interesting. So Florida State is better than Miami, LSU, and Alabama through the transitive property of unquestioned <laughs> college football mathematics. Guys, let's—I mean, what what stood out to you? Do you want to go through this thing chronologically? We're the best three and loss team in the history of college football. Whoever said that on the podcast? Listen.
1: Do you guys want to go John through this Green. chronologically?
0: Yeah. What's up, John Green? Great comment. Do you want to go through this chronologically? Do you want to keep talking about some more big picture stuff? Or maybe let's take some questions and just kind of like see how the people feel. Because my yeah. God, there was a whole bunch of stuff in the game to talk about. I guess if you want to just keep talking about the brutal beatdown that we gave upon them. There was some even some interesting stuff after the game was out of hand. The way that Mike Norvell handled Deuce Span after a after a blow up. I thought that that was very revealing. And I thought that that was almost a... Uh, God want to talk about an advertisement for recruiting Mm -hmm. my goodness. So let's you guys go ahead, Kevin and Adam, Kevin, what would you like to add about me Florida state's offensive game plan, how they
2: executed some things that stood out to you? I want to talk about their defense. I think you nailed it. Um, Miami came out and I mean, we we've been watching and breaking down Florida state's film all year and they, they had the exact game plan. I probably would have had, I probably would have sat in a lot of bunch sets. I probably would have had a, another, you know, another set for my mobile quarterback and challenge Florida State to try to stop a mobile quarterback. They haven't been able to stop bunch sets, haven't been able to stop mobile quarterbacks all year. And you know what? They did. They did. Ex- Florida State responded exactly how I was hoping they would. They put Jerry and Jones at the front of that bunch set. They had him blow up that bunch set. They they weren't getting the easy completions that other teams were able to get. Florida State made an adjustment. Uh you saw them make an adjustment to get that pick. Uh, that, that first half, first half. Uh the pick by um Yes, Greedy Vance. Greedy, Greedy Vance. They they went to a straight spot drop zone, which we haven't seen them run. They ran it a little bit at Georgia Tech, but they ran it because it helps you get some turnovers and you see what happens. He had his eyes in the backfield, they threw it right at him. Beautiful, beautiful game plan by Adam Fuller. I thought the defense was the star of the show, and they didn't really look bad until you started seeing started seeing backups go into the game. And now so, they did
0: the whole they did the whole line change of the uh, the second unit in the third quarter. They immediately put back in the starters, put the clamps on them, and then my. God. Now listen, I'm not one for you know higher powers intervening. But it feels like Miami's done something to be smited by whatever God you believe in. For them getting that close to scoring, a touchdown <laughs> for the first time in 800 years, right? And then for the snap to just roll across the ground, I will say that it was funnier than the first time I saw Wolf of Wall Street.
1: Holy hell. That whole She's... sequence just goes back to how poorly coached they are, though. I mean, they're come very on. poorly coached. You call timeout because you can't get lined up right. And I guess you could say we just saw this out of Florida State because of their their red zone was at the beginning of last week, but it didn't end up in something that looked quite that ugly. But they've got to call timeout down there because they can't get anybody lined up right. They no. almost had a delay a game, and then your quarterback's just not even ready. And I get he's a freshman, but I don't know that was just looked like a whole cluster. You prepped him; for they this looked game. so lost outside of a couple of broken runs, uh, one on a, one against a blitz where they caught you and then them just pick and go on Amari Gaynor. I mean, everybody picks on Amari Gainer. Sorry. But other I than that happening in the, the
2: game, they had um, no
1: success. He lobs one up to Restrepo, uh, and he's lucky to not get picked. They, they just look – they are, are a cluster. They're bad. They,
0: I mean, they I wanted to believe
1: football. that they were going to come out and be able to move the ball and do some things because it's Miami. It's a rivalry game. They do have some talent. Holy crap. I mean, that's as early as it gets.
0: And the environment was electric for about five oh, seconds, oh yeah. right? The the first mm-hmm. sellout since whenever the last time Florida State plays in Miami. That's the only time you can sell out that crap ball. But anyway, so they get the sellout. They get the people there. The tailgating. The tailgating was absolutely phenomenal. The people were ready. And they did have a little bit of juice as far as like stopping Florida State on that drive. However, Mike Norvell and the team, they calm the nerves that the team that's better at execution, the better coach team, they wait. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe you guys are putting some of these comments I don't up there. know about that one.
2: They wait. Um, <laughs> I didn't put that up.
0: They, they wait. And they, <laughs> they wait. They get the penalty because they're testing Miami secondary deep, Miami secondary cracks that make the obvious penalty. And it just looked like the mature better coach roster it even overcame the whole like home field disadvantage, and I know you guys can't see it. I'm like quote fingering until my like my my tar metatar- my metacarpals fall off, but the home field disadvantage that dissipated within the first like five seconds, mm-hmm. and the better team, and we all knew I think inherently from yeah. the stats, from the eye test, from everything, the Florida State was the better team regardless of Miami's like talent composite. But man, it showed itself far and away. Like it's been a while since a team that has the talent that Miami does got dominated like that. They've yeah. played some teams and nobody's done to them what Florida State has and it's no. you it's, wanna... it's it's a testament to to our team. It really like they suck, they're poorly coached whatever, but it's a testament to our team I feel like.
2: You, this is I like these two stats next to each other. So success rate, Miami had a 37% success rate, which is which is pretty bad. Um and you know how many expo- explosive plays they had? I can think of the Jalen Knight and run, and then I'm not sure what else they would one. They had ah. one. <laughs> they had one. So if you take out that one explosive play, when their offense was on the field, they got they were worth negative point four points a play. That's how bad Ooh. their offense got demolished. Like every time,
0: Ooh. every time they lined up, like and every get a snap, snap
2: d- 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 was <laughs> worth point negative point four of a point. So every time they were on the, their chances of winning went down by point four of a point. That's how bad their offense was. That's comically shout, terrible. Shout out
1: to C.J. Hurts here for showing
2: Kev the love with the four, fourth and four shirts for Tate, dude. Tate Rodemaker. What about that pull? He pulled it a couple times on some reads. You gotta love it. <laughs> he looked good. Light him up light him up for everybody. Let's talk about and the that scars. night and run.
1: I mean, yeah. that night and run was only successful because they caught you in a blitz. You brought Jamie off the edge, and they got you out gap there. So I mean, it's one of those ones you almost gift wrap that explosive run to them. Was, I don't even I, wanna, you know what, though? I thought they had a couple opportunities. Miami, Miami had a couple third and shorts where they could have gone. An aggressive um, new school coach probably would have gone. Mike probably would have gone for a couple of those. And Mario just did what Mario does. Let's dude, He coaches football. like it's 1983. Let's dude. be safe, guys. Let's be safe. Let's trust our defense. But Adam, we've, our we've offensive l- run game is going to figure it out. We're going to be okay. No. Adam,
0: we've lamented the fact that we've seen – A great first quarter here, a great third quarter here. We've seen a great half. We've seen a bad half. We've seen a scattershot approach this Florida State team that is in the win-close era of the Bobby Bowden rebuilding map. And we've been lamenting, like, when are we going to see a complete performance against, against a team that is dangerous? We've seen the complete performance tonight. It was we we talked about it on the Georgia Tech Film Review. If only Florida State would have done X, Y, and Z, they could have been up by 30 against Georgia Tech at this point. Yeah. Florida State did X, Y, and Z, and they beat the absolute dog piss yeah. out of a team that has five-star talent littered throughout the roster. And they 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 took their launch home with them, and it was it was a Chris Farley bully on the bus moment from Billy Madison. We just ate all 30 of their bag lunches and they had nothing that they could do about it besides peeing their pants at the, uh, at the old mill.
1: Craig, so- Craig, we will always make fun of Miami. Yeah, I don't, no, care. Yeah. I don't care where anybody's no, dude.
0: What are you talking about, Craig Gergan? Can't make fun of Miami. FSU was once there. We're not there now, right now. Da 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 da. Not going to happen. So anyway, <laughs> what Adam? What do you want to t- do? You want to focus on any like individual player All right, Let's Let's, wanna, talk, let's think about some scheme. of the big plays
1: from the game. So let's talk about some of the big plays from the game, and maybe some of the. It's like almost hard to say. Okay, this was a factor in the game. This was. Just went out there and kicked their ass. I mean, yeah, it was a the, total. The, everything nothing. was a
0: factor because everything was great.
1: Right, how how big was it for the shot play early? How big was the shot play early to pokey? Did that really set the tempo? Set the set the tempo for the rest of the game? If you don't get that shot play there, say you go down and get three, do you think it impacts the the uh, outcome of the game? Not that you lose, but maybe you win. I don't nah, know. I think, 30, to I think it establishes.
0: I think it establishes that Miami had been preparing for explosive plays in the passing game all week. They knew that. And Florida state just completely got behind them and out executed them. So yes, I did think it set the tone. We are the better team. We can score when we need to, we have the firepower and the execution to beat you deep. And you knew that and you prepared for it all week and could do nothing about it. So yes, I do think that was a very formative play because Florida state, once again, their MO before this game, when they were very effective in the red zone, was to get that pass, get tackled at the 15 and maybe make it to like the fourth and goal and then get stuffed and get nothing out of it. Not the case tonight, read my lips. So no, I did think that that was a good tone setter because you took the I don't know what Hard Rock's capacity is, 70,000. You took the 25,000 Miami fans out of the game completely right at the yeah, beginning. Yeah. So I do I it's, it's tough to tell one of which of Florida State's six touchdowns <laughs> was the most <laughs> important, but, man, that first one felt like – because everybody has a little reservation going into a rivalry game, whether you're yeah. the better team or you're not. But it sounded it, – to me, it was like, oh, this is what we're going to do all night if need be. Kev, do you feel the same way about that first touchdown? What was the moment that you realized, like, wow, this is going to be brutal?
2: Oh, I think the first touchdown was important because you actually got stopped on third down and yeah, got a correct. pi mm-hmm. to, to legitimate pi yeah, legitimate.
0: Yep. Florida State was not bailed out by any of those calls. Those were no. low effort, bad technique Miami secondary plays, which is crazy when you see like Tyreek Stevenson. I think it was like a was he a high recruiter, or a Georgia oh, transfer or something he like was huge. that? He
1: went to he was huge. He went to Georgia. So he was. And a, a lot of transfer. people kind of thought, a lot of people kind of thought he was more of a safety and he transferred to Miami because I think Georgia was going to make him a safety. And then he shows up and they put him at corner and he's, he looks like a safety. James Williams is a physical
0: specimen all night. That was literally getting
1: uh, out. He he didn't want any part of it.
0: Didn't want any part of anything. So I'm, I'm with you, Kev. They established the they established the tone of that
2: game and like who the alpha was. Who yeah, the dom was big and for who that, the was, I, I think, because because Miami came out first play, punched you in the face, negative five yards. You looked a little bit lost, and then you make that play, and it everything changes. The complexion changes. Miami goes down. Looks like they have a promising drive. They have an interesting mm-hmm. game plan. You hold them to a field goal, then you score another, another touchdown, and then Miami gets out of their game plan. They look like yeah. they, even before Van Dyke was hurt, they they kind of abandoned the the game plan that kind of moved the ball at the beginning because they're bad coaches and they don't <laughs> have any patience. They have no focus, or uh... and uh, yeah, I I think that's you punch them in the face and they didn't know what to do with themselves. I mean, Crystal Ball's a doesn't unless proven otherwise. uh I you know he won the Pac-12, which you know. Bo Nix is winning is is dominating the Pac-12 right now so I mean that how much, is that's a fact, what, is, what does that tell you he had freaking Justin Herbert and he won the Pac-12 to do, you know like a wet paper bag could win the Pac-12 with Justin Herbert at quarterback I don't know yeah. I, I, I think I think you punched him in the mouth and Miami didn't know how to recover and then Van Dyke yeah. was hurt and
1: it all I, fell apart I'm sure I, I think you're making some good points Kev okay? like they came out. They were running some bunch stuff. They were showing some of that success rate that we talked that you talked about in the preview um, with their run game. It, it just looked like they knew that that Van Dyke wasn't right. They knew he couldn't sit back there and throw the ball. Like they were actually keeping him pretty clean early, but they weren't really taking any kind of shots. They weren't really working the ball intermediate. Um, they first couple of plays were a couple of little dump offs. Like okay, kept the, the you know they were getting him into a rhythm got the chains moving a little bit, but he had that one sc- uh, scramble where he tried to throw the ball. It didn't even really look Oh, it right looked it. so off. It was yeah, a that, war- that one-perverse by Shireen Brown. It should have been a touchdown. He just completely missed him. Um it, And then it just, after that, it just seemed like, I don't know, Florida State kind of dialed up a little bit of pressure. They started winning inside a little bit, and it was just like everything fell apart for Miami. And they had no, you know, their answer was Ja'Curry Brown and, Quarterback run game, and that was even weird at times. It's like you knew he wasn't really going to throw the football, uh, and then they bring in Garcia, and clearly he is a mess. <laughs> I don't want to no, hear anybody say, "Oh, man. I hope he transfers to Florida." No, State. But he's a four-star. No. He's a four-star man. I do not want that kid near Florida State because every he four-star has quarterback has no clue what basketball. he's seen on the football field. And he was coached by Rhett Lashley. Rhett Lashley can coach quarterbacks. Yeah, so don't tell know. me it's all because he's under Josh Gatt. No. That there, there clearly is is something going on there that he's not seeing things. I mean that that ball to Greedy Vance that was as bad an interception as I. That was uh, almost as bad as the Tate interception his freshman year.
2: Uh, have, did you see? Did you see his interception against Duke last week? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good he point. threw it. There was not a Miami receiver within a country mile. That kid is yeah. struggling. Cap, hey.
0: uh, before
2: let's. I'm going to focus in on right now because I think I want to talk about
0: trenches. I want to talk about Jordan Travis. Kev, what did you think about Jordan Travis's play throughout the game? Are you all right, Adam? Are you getting attacked by bees Stick or something? And fly. There, stinking fly, man! <gasps> Jesus Christ, sack Drive up, dude! Down. We just been Drive by forty two points. Let the, let the fly barf on you and land on that big beautiful chrome dome yours. <laughs> anyway, Kevin, talk about Jordan Travis while Adam deals with this five fly, fly problem. Go ahead.
2: Uh, I thought Jordan Travis played a a good game um i i think that he made one bad decision in that throw to pokey that ended up being a pick uh, i disagree I think...
0: great punt that was a wonderful punt first i they <laughs> did nothing wrong this game
2: uh i think he i think he threw that i think he was in double coverage capped over the top i don't think that was a good mm-hmm. choice and if you're gonna throw that you need to lead him into the field um but outside of that i mean to be fair miami was just kind of giving it to you i mean, i'm Florida state ran for so many yards. Jordan Travis didn't have to make too many throws. I mean, he he did the games. He did the game. He had to play. I mean, what he threw for 200 yards. He made some great plays with his legs though,
0: when it was needed to. And I thought that that was a nice difference from Georgia tech. Yeah, he didn't. That's the thing. He wasn't called on to win the game with his arm a lot because Florida state's game plan and execution were so effective. I thought he effectively used his legs when he needed to, but that's a kid, man. From that first year yeah. that we saw him having that full total command of the FSU offense, the scheme. It was he never looked rattled against like Leonard Taylor's, Akeem Mesadors, all those guys. It meant nothing. Jordan Travis died. Like,
2: oh, credit on that throw to. Johnny to a, to a, to a Philly. Philly on the or wheel, right? Yeah. When he was getting crushed, shot, right? Smashed. Because we have been criticizing him a little bit for backing yeah. away and not having good footwork no. in the face of pressure. And he sat, sat there and he, he delivered yep. a ball. So huge credit for that ball. I mean, he I thought that throw shot.
1: was really good. I thought the Johnny Wilson throw where Johnny had the really big catch on the sideline was a nice throw yep. and, and catch by by the two of them. I mean, they, they didn't need Jordan to do anything. And they really didn't. They were able to just line up and run the football right down Miami's throat. let
0: Let's talk about it was why. Incredible. Let's talk about why the defensive line we've established dominated you down forever broken into smithereens. Let's talk about the offensive line performance A Florida state offensive line that at times has been, has been exposed a little bit, mm-hmm. a lot of times due to injury, but a lot of times due to some of the personnel limitations They did not look like that for the most of the night tonight. Of course, they gave up some negatives against the Leonard Taylors and the Akeem Mesadors and all those guys, but they got what they wanted, man. Jordan Travis didn't have to do much because Trey Benson and Lawrence Toffili, we didn't even have Trayshawn Ward. We thought Trayshawn Ward was going to play this game. Brother, take a rest. You were not needed tonight at all. What did you see from the offensive line? Was it just better performance? Was it the scheme? What was able to make Florida State so effective against a Miami rushing attack or a Miami rushing defense that has been notoriously stingy? And this is starting to become a theme. They did it against Clemson. Clemson doesn't do it either. Clemson may have given them a little bit with a light box. Tonight, Miami has a very good rushing defense and with a loaded box. on, I, I think on one of the touchdowns, it was eight men in the box. Mm-hmm. Florida State was able to get whatever they wanted. So, why do you think that was it? Execution was it scheme? What do you think about the offensive trenches?
1: I think it was scheme to start. Um, I think that they understood what Miami was trying to do. They were able to find the rotated safety, run away from that a little bit, understand where they were trying to do what they were trying to do with their defensive line play. They also know that they want to get up the field, so they ran some of that short counter. So, it was as um, Miami was getting up the field, they kicked and they wrapped with with the tight end or the tackle. You know, the last two weeks they've been huge outside zone. Outside zone's been their play. They've gotten away from counter. They've been they've been running outside zone down the down the throats of uh, of the last two teams, uh, Clemson and Georgia Tech. This week they try to run an outside zone early, gets blown up on the edges because of the physicality. Um, they they wisely said, okay, that's not going to be there. Let's come back with our short counter. Let's come back, and then they started running traditional counter trade a little bit of wider too as the game went on. Um, so I, I thought, I thought it was decision making, coaching, scheme early, and then as the game went on, run after run after run, it just became Miami just quitting. Yeah, yeah, um, we 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 took they, their heads. They we had multiple them times at the second level with an opportunity to just get an ankle tackle, get a guy down. They wanted no parts of tackling Trey Benson. I no, mean, James Williams shows it time and time again. He's an arm tackler at best. He doesn't want to bring guys down. He doesn't want to wrap guys up. He wants to go for the 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 peel back kill shot if he can get it and try to look good on Sports Center. But he doesn't want to tackle people. Um, Tyreek Stevenson didn't want to tackle anybody tonight on the the one Benson touchdown run to the left with the eight man box where they showed it. Yes, he, two guys <laughs> just stop from Miami. They just completely stop. They stop on the field. They, they just quit playing. They think he's down. Whatever. Um, it, it, that happened. That happened quite a bit on the night. Miami. Could, once you got past their front line, I mean, Kev talked about their linebackers. We we we've talked about it some amongst us in our group chat. Yeah, their linebackers aren't very good. They're mm-hmm. not that athletic. They don't want to tackle. Secondary doesn't want to tackle. So it's like once you get by those first four, then what? And that's you're, what Trey Benson did. You're absolutely
0: right. Once you could get through that first four. It really was just running backs have a field day. And Trey Benson, I will say, we've talked about him and Lawrence Toefili being like outside zone specialists. That That's yeah. obviously a concept that really fits their game. Tonight, they ran the base stuff from Florida State last year, man, especially Trey Benson, the way that he was running tight to the pullers. I was extremely impressed with the way that he ran, right, guys? Yeah. Like yeah. that oh, was a t- really that well. that looked like a w- just wonderful execution. So I just you got to give it to Mike, and we thought that maybe against that Miami defense that was talented up front, that Florida State would have to get in their bag of tricks a little bit. No, dude, you just lined up and you just like you just Bunch smacked them, the them around, dude. Yeah. Do you challenged
1: their do you challenge their manhood and whether how much they really want to be it? there. This is a rivalry game, and you were like, okay, we're going to see who wants to play football. What, Florida thought, State did. Miami did not. I thought oh, Chris Paul no. was going to get these kids about? to play rivalry, rivalry. Rivalry, rivalry, They didn't want to be there. No.
0: Not. We took their will away from them. We grasped them. By the nuts <laughs> and twisted them slowly the entire game. We own that stadium now. I know the Dolphins own the like they own the deed to that or the city of Miami Gardens or wherever that like crap hole is located. Yeah. But we own that now. Like that is our place. Like we own everything about it. So do you guys want to talk about anything more of the game? It was a complete <laughs> domination. I cannot wait to review it. Somebody asked yeah, me on me Twitter. It was like, hey, like what's the value in reviewing this? the re- the value in reviewing this is my is is therapeutic it's going to yes. be like mystery science theater and i'm going to be like evaluating troll two. it's going to be just a brutal <laughs> decimation i cannot wait so part is of me anything... wants to do like
2: a two-part first half second half see yeah. full domination every play oh absolutely
0: it'll be like terrifier two. it's just I like Florida know states aren't the clown like dismembering better get all
1: five offensive linemen in to break the rock
0: uh, the dude trey benson headbutted the rock and it shattered and to a thousand smoother rings <laughs> the guy is a goddamn like superhuman he's a meta human so whoever like it, whatever they they not only broke the rock they broke hard rock they had fans leaving that stadium with like eight minutes left in the second quarter dude you he got surrender code
2: surrender Cooper in the like first you quarter did,
0: you did yeah that, yes oh my god the elbows were f- splayed and flayed so anything obviously the game we will we will talk about it in mm-hmm. the very analytical dissectiony smart way that we do do you want to talk about anything more about the game do you want to take some questions from from the people because this really is just kind of a big party man like, oh, yeah. this, this is nice do you want to take like any comments from the people yeah, or do you want to get out of here got
1: to say yeah what do you make, make, make sure you guys good. like and subscribe make the video like and, like, subscribe. Like, like and subscribe like like the video subscribe to the channel go over to x's and Knowles. subscribe at x's and Nolls. also trade just broke his camera if you guys got any questions or comments, we'll put it up on the screen, read your name, get some answers. As far I've seen a lot of people talk about recruiting. Uh hold on, hold dude, on, hold on. Adam, you freestyles? want to talk about freestyle? freestyle. You do not want to hear me freestyle. Come on, man. What 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 are you? Are you like
0: what would you be like more of a biz marquee freestyle? Oh, would you uh, be uh, like, like a B rabbit, like talking about mom spaghetti? B-rabbit. Like what kind no.
1: of what... Yeah. I'm not sure I've got the freestyle in me. Oh, uh, the line, I learned some love. What did they do right? Um, and I thought Everything. they were physical. That was a big thing. I mean, I just thought they played physical. They anchored real well. It's tough until you go back and rewatch the offensive line. Like, it's, I could, I could say some technical stuff, but I, you really got to go rewatch those guys and so know what they did right. I thought the run game put them in, I thought the run scheme put them in good, good position to block angles and to let Miami defensive line kind of do what they wanted to do and then run where they were going to go away from. So we'll but, look at that closer. But Adam Good Awareness That's from Keith Gordon, by the way. Yeah,
0: good, good good question Keith, but Adam Good Awareness from the offensive line as far as like spatial reasoning of letting the Miami defenders take themselves out of the play enough, like it yeah. was the, just command of the offense. Um Kevin, how do you feel about how Mike Norvell handled Deuce Span he had like a personal foul penalty in the fourth quarter, obviously highly emotional. Um I would like to hear your thoughts, and then also your thoughts on it too, Adam. Being a coach, I thought it was absolutely phenomenal for a variety of reasons. But there would be no no sane parent that would let their children be under the tutelage of me. So I'll let you talk, <laughs> Kevin, and you talk, Adam. Especially you being a coach, Adam.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I probably won't answer this too much, other than I like that. I it was heated. He he got in his face a little bit when when Span was already upset. And he could see that it upset Span even more. And he went and talked to him. Um, And he tried to settle it down. He tried to tell him to move on. And I think the big thing is that he got back out there. And that play isn't – there's a one-third chance it goes to Span, right? That's that's a triple option play that mm-hmm. was not designed directly to go to, to Span. So we can kind of drop that narrative if, um, before that starts. But right. either yeah. way, the fact that it went to him – And the fact that I think the biggest thing that it showed is that there's trust there, that this isn't Mm -hmm. it isn't a people don't learn from from negative consequences as much as they learn from positive affirmations. So to turn this negative experience into something that you can say, you can attach a positive thought to of like, hey, look, the way you responded the first time was bad, but then you had an opportunity after that and you took advantage of that that's that's huge in building a yeah. culture and, and building a relationship with a kid. So I, I I don't know. What do you think, A.B.?
1: No, I, I think you're right. That that question's from David Manthe. Manthe I hope I'm saying that right. Manthe um, Tao, yeah. I, I, I think a lot of what Kev said is is correct. Uh, Mike talks about response quite a bit. You saw Deuce have a poor poor response. Mike stayed with that and made sure he got the response out of him that he wanted. And then he put him back out on the field and put him in a position to respond again. And Deuce was able to make a play. What I really loved that Mike did, he got him on the sideline. He immediately got the accountability aspect of it. Yep. He let him know he wasn't happy. He let him know that that's not the way they're going to do things, and that's not how it's going to be Accept It's not going to be acceptable that way. And then when Deuce fell apart, and I say fall apart, I mean, obviously he didn't, but he was having a bit of a tantrum. It's emotional. It's a rivalry game. A yeah. it, it is what it is. These guys are an emotional football game, and I don't say that disrespectfully about him. That's what it was. He's reacting to what was going on. He's frustrated with everything that's going on. Mike went over and did some breathing exercises with him. He played counselor. He went over to the sideline and did breathing exercises with him to help get him calm so that he could get the response out of him that he needed. He saw that his football player was not handling responding the way he needed him to, and he went over there and gave him tools to be able to do that. I love that. As a counselor and a person with a counseling degree, I thought that was tremendous. A lot of times you see these guys just keep going and digging and digging and digging until you lose a player. He made sure that didn't happen. I will, major points one for me from Michael on that on that situation.
0: You know what I liked about it, Adam, is that he showed that he uh, normal. A lot of times you'll see that brief kid getting his ass shootout clip mm-hmm. and it will be the two seconds of the fury. And then that's it. Like he'll he'll be he'll be relegated to the sidelines, probably never to be seen again from that game, especially at the at the top tier high P5 pl- programs. That's my uh, that's my ring light there, Drew Mendoza. I've got to, you know, i got to really got to focus the lighting on that. beautiful. I think he's asking about my- your drink. Okay. Oh, uh, it's a, uh, it's a Glenn, uh, Glenn Morangi, very, uh, very low level scotch. Cause I don't really know what I'm doing, but it tastes delicious. Anyway, <laughs> what I liked about it is it showed that Mike really values his players. He, he went off on him and normally that's it. That's the interaction that you see. However, the interaction continued. Deuce went away. He followed him to calm him down. And get the player's feedback and let him know, like, you are an important part of this team. You are valued. I do value you. We need to get you back in the game because you have physical tools and contributions. And your contributions as a teammate that are valuable to the squad.
1: Yeah. And
0: nor- you could, dude, you see so many kids, especially in this day and age, an interaction like that could send a kid screaming to the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. It really could. And it has at other programs. And what happens? You get the kid engaged, and he he, he contributes on the very next series. Yeah. It was extremely – we want to talk about recruiting. We want to talk about how little does the on-field product matter to Miami's recruiting class. You're going to find that out pretty soon in the next couple of weeks. But you want to talk about something that, if highlighted correctly, is nothing more than a huge neon like billboard of come play for Mike Norvell. It was that interaction, man. That yep. was a guy that cares about every single player on that roster through and through, and that was a that was a phenomenal piece of coaching. So thank you, Drew. Uh, for, uh, was it Drew Drew Manti that asked, asked that question?
1: Uh, I think Drew asked about your glass. David, David, Manning. David, man,
0: Drew asked the, the way more important question. But David, yeah, thank you for asking that because that was. <laughs> There's so many sub storylines that pop up through the course of a college football game. I thought that that was great. Um, yeah, I want, you let's guys
1: take a couple. Let's take a couple more and we'll get yeah. out of here.
0: Um Sean Kennedy from Facebook asked, "Did you guys see any improvement from the secondary?" I I, I definitely thought that I did. Kevin and Adam, did you?
2: I want to hear Adam's answer cuz Adam in his preview and everything he was saying up until this game was that he was nervous primarily because of the secondary. So I, I kind of want to hear his thoughts.
1: I don't think you he- I think it's TBD, right? I don't yeah. know if you can. I don't know if you could have any grand takeaways about what, how the secondary played. But did you see an improvement? In I play. thought they run it really well. I thought they came down and were very active in the run game, yeah. which I was happy to see. Jamie had a good game. Yeah, I thought Jamie had a good game. They're really they're they're starting to include him in the game plan more, which is nice to see. I mean, we talked about it earlier. Shaheen Brown had a bust on that one coverage that I think TBD last year hits for a touchdown. This year, he just totally missed him they got beat on one bunch uh past jamie got beat on the flag that went to restrepo uh that brown threw yep i mean i didn't notice anything we'll see when we go back and watch it i just didn't think miami challenged you i don't think they've got anything they they got nothing a receiver it's shockingly bad how 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 little talent they have out there the,
0: the, uh, the colby kid has been he's been on restrepo was was a full go There was honestly, there, there wasn't a lot of green space. Every single Miami catch they made was contested. They have one of the best tight ends in the entire country who was not a factor in the game whatsoever. So I do agree with you, especially with the issues. They had a quarterback Adam, but was there improvement in secondary play? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Was it, was it mostly because of Florida state's competition or because of like a difference in scheme or a difference in execution? We'll find that out on the film, Mm -hmm. but yeah, man, the secondary played great. They held Miami to three points.
1: I I love this question from Kesta just, and it's not about Florida state, Miami, but comment on Kelly going for two at the end to beat uh, LSU or to beat Alabama. Thought it was the right call. Thought he yep. should have gone against, going for two against Florida State. Thought he would have beaten Florida State if he had. God damn, um, you've really um, got to he make heard, it
0: weird, dude. Not tonight. I, no, he wouldn't have. I'm just being honest,
1: man asked nope, a question, I'm going to give an honest answer. Um, I thought he learned – he obviously learned a lesson, though. And he went and did what he should have done against Alabama at home, and he beat Alabama. So good for, good for Brian Kelly.
2: Yeah, not, not looking necessarily terribly forward to playing that team again, but uh, yep. it'll be a good game.
1: Oh, uh, let's see a couple more here. Uh would like the O-line to break the rock. Yep. Ah. See somebody else. He regrets for going for one against us. Thank you, Robert. Shutting Trey right down. No, do you just gotta
0: make it like negative on a time where we beat our <laughs> rival by 42 points? It's a wonderful quality that you have. Anyway, Kevin, do we have anything where we can make it positive? Because we yeah, should have beat LSU by com- like double digits. Hey, so great. darn
2: it. What did you just uh, it's okay. let's talk about the, let's talk about the rest of the season. Let's kind of briefly preview. Uh, we've gotten a couple questions. I've got one by Fitz Taylor up here asking if nine and three is looking more attainable.
0: Oh, looks very attainable tonight, boys. <laughs> I mean, Syracuse were once again, they were a high performing team at the beginning of the season, but we all had our questions of what's going to happen when they go through that meat grinder of a schedule that Florida state had to go through. Unfortunately, what has happened? their quality of play has dropped. they've been hit by injury. they still have a very competent defense. but no, that's an extremely winnable game. At this point, I expect Florida State to go nine and three.
2: Wow. Yeah, I really do. I think I think Florida's I think Florida's the real the real threat there. Um,
0: yeah, of course. I think they're certainly.
2: the toughest game left, but I mean do, at
0: this point do you expect Florida State to win that game?
2: Uh, yeah. If I if I was a betting person and spread was even, I would say Florida State's more likely to win that game. But uh, I think all the numbers are gonna say that you are more likely to win two than three. Uh, going forward, but uh, you know, the numbers can be wrong. It's it's a binary game. At the end of the day, you, you got to just win them. You know. Uh, I I think yeah, Syracuse has four players that were probably some of the best players at each position uh, in the ACC. Uh, they had a, a really good corner, a really good quarterback, a really good running back, um, and a really good wide receiver. And they've lost two of those guys, um, and it doesn't look like they're getting either one back. So that's a real detriment to their team. I think they're they're kind of a shell of what they were. And so that that bodes well for Florida State. There's a good chance that, that you can – can actually blow Syracuse out um because uh-huh. they just they they just don't have anything right now uh i mean they, they run got on them. they got be pretty good by a, a pretty bad pit team yeah, you can they, you
1: can run right down their throats and and we've seen that really become a strength for florida state
2: yeah they they lost another defensive lineman today i'm not sure if they got him back by the end oh, of the yeah. game but they're very very weak on the defensive line I think their average defensive line weight is like 250
1: pounds. Uh, Kevin? If, Schrader's not, if Schrader's not available, that would be a very disappointing loss. Kevin. And there's some the rumors official... that Schrader might be out for a while.
0: Kevin, official prediction for these next three games. I'm going to get Adams too. We're all be on record. I'm going 3 0. Kevin, what about you?
2: Yeah, I, I guess I got to go 3 0. I think That's when you look at boy. each game individually, That's you should boy. win all of them. But I, pff, that Florida game's more more 50-50 than I think a lot of people want to. I wanna agree. Face up to
0: that. Their defense atrocious, but that offense. They when can Anthony Richardson
2: is on, he is he is one of the more physically talented quarterbacks in the in college football.
0: Yeah, but you said three now, so it doesn't matter. Adam, what do you think?
1: Is this a point where I say one and two, and you face palm and get mad at me? I, I would end the stream. Maybe <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go with three now. I'm, I'm worried boy. about I, – I do that's want to see how they bounce back from this. Boys. This was a, this yeah, this was a, a humongous big... win, and they're smoking cigars in the locker room. I do want to see how they bounce back from this from this game.
0: And, Adam, that's fair, but to be honest with you, I feel like they emotionally processed this game by middle of the third quarter. They were just beating <laughs> the, right. Miami's ass for so long that I would be if it was like the emotional dump of yeah. maybe they wanted it at the end, but I, I don't know, man. I feel pretty good. 3-0, 3-0, 3-0. We're predicting 3-0. As a unit, guys, what a phenomenal night for Florida State. What a phenomenal night for Mike Norvell and his program. What a phenomenal night for Knowles 24-7 in their fantastic, comprehensive, unbeaten coverage of this program. But you know what? Even more importantly than all that, what a fantastic night for you, long-suffering Florida State fan. My God. <laughs> Bask in it. Of course you'll try to move go to rising
1: RisingSpear.com? Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: Recruiting season's coming up and we'll so cover it all a here. Lot of people people talking about Cedric Baxter,
1: Baxter in the chat. You want Cedric Baxter, go to rising com. Yeah, if you
2: trapped. if you want to continue to see uh trapped. if you want to see what Michael Norvell can do with four and five star talent, go to rising spear.
0: <laughs> go to RisingSpear.com. Anyway, you long suffering Florida State fan. The natural inclination <laughs> will be to go from week to week. Just soak it in, man. I don't care who you root for tomorrow. Soak it in. <laughs> these, are, these are very deep cut questions because those are people that have known me since college. Anyway, I am Trey Roland. That was Coach Adam Brown. That was Coach Kevin Little. Florida State decimated Miami 45-3. to And I've never felt better. We love you guys. Keep chopping. Go to Noles
1: 24-7. Suck at Miami.